Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show, following John Morris. Boy, John and I are going to be doing a, a speaking engagement in Temple. We're planning to do that, I believe it's a week from today, that J-Mo and I will be kind of uh, a dual, boy, when the two of us get together. Lots of fun, lots of stories. Talk about lunch with legends, Aaron. Now, that is something. That's the uh, that's Sean Hunt and his group and that uh, Rotary Club out of Temple, and we'll be in Temple. Man, I was going to be at one of those fancy restaurants, but I, I think we changed our uh, I think we changed our destination. So I'm sure they'll have some food for us. Uh, they'll be ready to go. But if you're in Temple and you've always thought about joining that club or wanting to be in it, or you want to, you maybe know a club member, well, maybe they'll invite you. This would be a good time to say, hey, hey, would you take me to the Rotary Club? And uh, we got great friends in Temple, Texas. Boy, Roy Nash comes to mind, Roy and Jane Nash. And uh, that's where Simcox used to live. And then Stephen moved back. He heard he heard McGregor calling him. He heard the lambs calling. And he, uh, he moved back. And so all is well. And uh, we do have, coming up here in a minute, we'll do our Schmaltz's trivia question. And you can win two of those Schmaltz's uh, sandwiches. Man, those things are good. The Schmaltz, that has the lunch meat, has a little bit of everything, salami on it, uh, tomato. You, I mean, you can make it any way you want it. But um, in a special time of, of year, you can get that jalapeno bread. So I always ask for it. And then they can tell you if they're serving it or not. And then I do mine twice baked. I, that's, how I, that's how I handle my Schmaltz's. Aaron, uh, good to have you today. Do you sense is, I mean, next week when John and I are together, it will be two days before the Bears play in San Marcos. Somebody tell me again why we agreed to play a game in San Marcos in early September. Someday somebody could explain that to me. But we'll, uh, we'll be getting everybody in Temple ready for that. Aaron, have you noticed... I mean, is John starting to get his game face on? Is he starting to – does he look like he's ready to call a game? I mean, I – man, I, I hope I hope he, sh- you know, is able to shake off the rust and get back in there because it's going to be – it's about time to tee it up. Baylor versus Texas State a week from this Saturday, and um, this is going to be exciting. Aaron, how's John looking? I mean, is he – does he look like he's ready? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, John always, always looks the same. Well dressed, just yeah. r- looks like he's uh, ready for, ready to go, ready for anything. Are you ready to go? I am. How are you feeling? Okay, doing good, great. Good. You know, I was anxious to look today. I always still like an old man. I, uh, I will still love the newspaper, and I, and I, and what I really love this week is being able to open up the paper and see some of the lines for college football games. Now, I don't care about the lines. Can you imagine? If you're someone who puts money on an NFL preseason game, you have an illness. You really should call Gamblers Anonymous. If you, if you spend well-earned, hard-earned money 
on betting NFL preseason games, you've Ouch. got issues. Do you do it, Aaron? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. Okay. I did. Okay. I could, there was one game that I considered it, but I didn't. Yeah, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. But there are some college football games you could bet this weekend. Now, I'm looking at it right now. we got NFL coming up, by the way, 20 after today, 20 after the hour, 320. And then at 340, J.J. Joe, Mm. one of my heroes, one of my great friends, love the guy, and uh, he'll be on with us at 340. He is the radio analyst for Baylor Bear football. So John, of course, calls the action, the voice of the Bears, and then uh, J.J., and then I, I forgot to say that another famous Baylor quarterback, RG3, uh, is making his debut this weekend, I believe, in a um, – uh, maybe I'm trying to think when that game is exactly. But anyway, he's he's joining ESPN. And so I can't remember who's playing. It's uh, like Alcorn State – no, 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 no. I can't remember exactly. It's uh, historically – it's HBCU, historically black – colleges and universities it's it's a matchup uh involving two of those schools and rg3's on the call and then he's got another assignment to, to kind of get him rolling and i'm trying to remember the group he's going to be with like who's called anyway he's going to be doing college games this fall that'll be fun to have a baylor guy on espn and the only downside for robert Steve, um aaron is that he still wants to play you know, in the NFL, and he was on there. I think Robert came on yesterday and on in, on ESPN and predicted that the Ravens would win it all this season, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you that that's kind of an interesting choice, Aaron. You might recall that RG three has been playing for the Ravens for two or three years, so may have just a little bit of favoritism here. Now, who do we have? Who do we have playing in college football this coming weekend? Well, Nebraska goes to Illinois. Now, that is a coach on the hot seat right there, Aaron. The Aaron Sexton, that Scott Frost, is a he's having some issues. All right, I don't feel good about it. And he was a legend with Nebraska, but they've brought in uh, Trev Albert as the AD. And Scott Frost now going into, I believe, his fourth season he is firmly on the hot seat, and Nebraska is looking to make a move on him. They thought that was going to be a good hire. It has not. It has not gone well. So uh, they are a seven-point favorite over um, Illinois. That's interesting. Okay, so we'll see how that thing goes. And then San Jose State at Southern Utah, uh, they're a 20-point favorite. And then UCLA is going to play Hawaii. Now, I like that. This game is at UCLA. This will be out in Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. Hawaii and UCLA is is a favored by 17 and a half. I like the rainbows to cover in this one. What do we call it, the Rainbow Warriors or just rainbows? Rainbow? Um, I like Hawaii to cover that 17 and a half. All right, if you're just sitting there like, man, it's been a long time since I put any money down on a game, I'm here for you. And then the other one is Fresno State. Um, 
that there, we'll be hosting. Ooh, is that Aaron? You got these games up? Is that UConn? My uh, eyes are not working that well. That's U- UConn is horrific on a year-to-year basis. Fresno State favored by twenty-seven and a half in that game. Twenty-seven and a half. So that is uh, that is something to watch. And it is UConn. Am, yes. Uh, okay, it is UConn. Yeah, that is a really, really uh, bad, bad situation. All right, um, Aaron, have you gone back? And, again, we've got some NFL coming up for you at, uh, at uh, 2.20 that we're going we're gonna, to we got several things, and Aaron's got a, f- a fantasy football thing. And then, of course, J.J. Joe's going to come up at, two, at uh, 3.40. Aaron, did you happen to get to see what everybody's talking about? The drone shot in uh, Hard Knocks. I know Hard Knocks has not been that great with the Cowboys, even though that's the team we cover and that's the team we talk about the most in in, a, in the NFL. It's it's the storylines have been a little weak, a little thin, but they had a drone that went through the facility out there at the Star, flew through the offices, went into the locker room. It was like a two or three minute sequence. Aaron, have you gone back and looked at that? that? One of the great drone shots I've ever seen. No, I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't seen that oh. yet. Man, I, there's so many things in life. You know, when Stephen was with me, Stephen had not traveled a whole bunch, but during our time together, he went to Alaska, and so it, it worries me sometimes some of the things you don't see in life. So I want you to experience these things, Aaron. And this drone, and I'll send it to you so you can watch it was one of the great drone shots ever done. Now, people say, well, Matt, drones are all over the place. You know, high schools are using them for practice, colleges. Drones are used to cover some of these uh, golf. We're hearing some beautiful shots in a PGA, some of these PGA events with the drone. This one, Aaron, started out at the Star, traveled all through the complex, and then went into the building and then gave you a shot of all down the halls, the famous, and then they even put some old calls from like John Facinda, who used to do the voiceover for all of NFL films, and he, he was the one who would say, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. I mean, like, he was famous. And so anyway, Aaron, I'll send that to you. If you, if you didn't get to see that, just Google it, uh, Cowboys Drone, D-R-O-N-E, and you can see that. And I think you'll, uh, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy that. All right, it is time for our weekly Schmaltz's trivia question. Our Schmaltz's trivia question, and boy, Aaron loves Schmaltz's. Tacker loves Schmaltz's. We all do. We cannot get enough. And uh, if you get this question right, and, and here's what you need to do: you need to be first. And if you are, you'll win two sandwiches of Schmaltz's. These are not just any sandwiches. These are the best sandwich in all of Central Texas. Schmaltz's, S-C-H-M-A-L-T-Z, apostrophe S, Schmaltz's. Um, Aaron, let's go ahead and get ready for the trivia question. Here's the number uh, that you text. This is the CNC Collision Center. I don't want to mix up all our sponsors here, but this is the number you call, 254 662 1660. Actually, just text us. If you want to win, text. If you want to call, call, and we'll put you on in the next segment. 
254-662-1660 if you know the answer to the following question. Aaron, give them the schmaltzes. All right, Smolch's trivia today. Now, as most of our listeners know, Baylor football starts on the road at Texas State Saturday, September 4th, which is not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. When was the last time that Baylor football opened up their season on the road, and who was their opponent? Boy, I like this one, Aaron. I remember I'm, I'm playing along with everybody else because Aaron refuses to give me the answers to the Schmaltz's trivia <laughs> question. Credit where credit is due, uh, the voice of the Bears, John Morris, helped me out with this one. Oh, J-Mo. Thank you, J-Mo. Thank you. You can go long anytime with your show. Thank you. Okay, the last time, but the last year Baylor went on the road and who it was against. Now, I, okay, you probably already have a correct answer, so I think it's safe for me to guess because I, I can't win this. Okay. I, Still I, waiting. I, ooh. Okay, 254-662-1660. The last time Baylor football played on the road and where it was. Now, if, if I happen to be right, that's okay because it will help whoever calls in win. You, I'll, I'll, this is my guess. I would guess, now, my first thought was going back, because I remember opening at UNT, like the hottest game ever, but a couple of times I felt like we might have opened the season in Denton at UNT. I had one of the most miserable experiences of my life doing that many years ago, because uh, they beat us. They beat the dog out of us one of those years. It might have been, I don't know if it's Dave Roberts or, I believe that was Kevin, Kevin Steele. Steele. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those but, um, I tried to block those years out, but that I, yeah. that was Kevin Steele. It was like fifty-two seventeen. I think John had a great line after that game, but I think he might have gotten in trouble for it. Um, okay. Talking about Morris, I I would guess SMU though. I I feel like in in somewhat recent years, I'm talking about within the last ten years, eight ten years, seven eight years. I've attended a game, it might have been 12 years, at at that new SMU stadium. And and that would have been under the Bryles uh, regime. And and I, I imagine we beat them pretty badly. And Oakman, some of those guys were on that team. Oakman got suspended for that. should have told us something, perhaps. But Oakman, I think, was suspended for that actual game. I want to say that was the opener uh, at SMU. So that game obviously would have been played in University Park in the Dallas area. Okay, am we're I some, right? We're getting some guesses. Oh, good. None good. Of am them I right, been... though? Yes. Oh, I'm right. Yes. Okay, next person. So that makes it easier. Who says what I just said gets the two sandwiches. Well, you also, yeah, you also have to have the year. 254-662-1660. Well, I gave them half of it. I would say 2,000. 13 or 14? 14 or 15? Either 2014 or 15. Has anybody gotten it right yet? Am I close? Yes, you are close. With with those years that I just guessed. You are close, yes. Absolutely. Did, did one of those years, was one of those years correct? I they correct. were. <laughs> okay, we'll keep letting people guess. I've given you the place, and I've given you 
at least two options on the year. So this really should be the easiest sandwiches you've ever won. We'll uh, we'll let you know who won. Uh, and by the way, next we have a lot of NFL action for you, including I break down how Dak looked yesterday. Dak's out there throwing good news in the NFL. We uh, discuss it next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. May see a scattered shower or isolated thunderstorm early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies with low temperatures falling to 76. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a 30% chance of a scattered shower or storm in the afternoon. A high around 93. And on Saturday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield inviting you to join Darren Burrow, Coach Johnny Tusa and me this Friday night as the Lions open the 2021 season against the Wranglers of West Mesquite High School. Our pregame show begins at 6.30 while the kickoff at 7 o'clock. Following the game, it's the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. All right here on ESPN Central Texas. When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Talk about uh, what your body needs, the essential uh, nutrients every day to keep you healthy and feeling good. I grab the vitamin D and the zinc for immune system support. Why would immune health be good these days? Hmm, I wonder. We're about to talk about Cole Beasley, a man who um, does not believe in uh, putting a mask on or uh, or vaccines, and, and that's okay, but it's going to get him in trouble. Um, one thing he could be doing is pounding some of these immunity uh, uh, nutrients that are out there and supplements. Developed by the physicians of the world-renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements were developed by Dr. Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. I want you to visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the specific supplement your body needs, 
you'll get 10% off your entire next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements in the knowledge you need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley have been fined for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols of not wearing a mask for unvaccinated players. Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman Connor Williams and safety DeMonte Kazi were added to the team's COVID-19 list. The Cowboys have five players and a defensive coordinator Dan Quinn unavailable because of the coronavirus. Three of those players are safeties. For the first time since July 27th, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott took team drills during a practice. Astros take the series over the Royals, winning 6-5. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rangers tomorrow night. Rangers lose to the Indians 7-2. Rubber match of the series tonight, 6-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley show taking you until four o'clock one of the recently called the greatest one-hour show in all of sports radio as voted by Texas Monthly magazine Aaron I don't know did that really happen anyway it's it's quite a uh, show and uh, shout out to everybody on the road today my wife is uh, headed to Austin she's listening to us we go all the way Boy, into Georgetown. We've got to get right out there into Round Rock, into North Austin. We even jump over that other direction, go out Highway 6 into College Station. Hello to our Aggies. I mean, did we ever mention that the other day, Aaron? Before we get to that NFL stuff, how about that? What's our guy's name? Haynes King, the former Longview great that's going to be the starter at Texas A&M. I meant to give them a little bit of time. Our Aggies. We've got a lot of Aggies. Central Texas has become a haven to Aggies. You know, they don't like to it's, – it's far enough from Austin that they feel comfortable, and and they've settled all around us, and we love them. We really do. We love our Aggies. But uh, they've got a new starting quarterback, and, and there's a lot of pressure on this kid. It's a really, really fine defense, great linebackers, big-time safeties. These guys will hit you. Some great defensive linemen. This is an excellent – a&M defense, got some playmakers on offense. Wiedermeyer's great uh, tight end. They got some playmakers at running back that look like they're going to be pretty good. And this kid's got to step in. He's a good player at uh, Longview. Aaron, I think you were the one telling me he was the third-ranked dual-threat quarterback in the country, Yeah, I think, in 2020, that, that 2020 class. That's correct, and I believe – uh, number 46 overall, somewhere around there in the ESPN National Top 300. So, hi- highly, highly recruited and highly touted coming out of high school. You think these Aggies will be patient with him? You think they'll be like, Haynes, take your time. Ease into this thing. You know, Kellen, boy, it took him a while to finally, and boy, the Aggies were very patient with him and had a great season last year. Boy, I hope they're patient. I mean, this kid is, is – uh, I honestly think he's a little more uh, – I, I think there's a little more movement from him in dual threat uh, activity than Mond. Mond could 
could throw it, could spin it a little bit, could move around, but this kid can move more. I'm not saying he's Johnny. I've heard people say, well, this guy's like Johnny. Well, first of all, he's not. He's not. He doesn't act like Johnny off the field. And uh, But I do think he's a plucky guy. It's <laughs> kind of an old, old, old man thing to say. He's got a plucky spirit, Aaron, about him. Golly, man, I'm still excited about this. I can't even focus because I'm so excited about this Temple-Westlake game. I'm going to go see football tonight. I'm going to drive up to uh, – um, you heard that game. Did you hear somebody talking about earlier about a Waco High School play in West Mesquite in a game? You heard about that one? Tonight I'm going to go see – I'm going to drop by and see Lake Highlands take on Mesquite Petite. I'll go, I'm going to go right up there to that, that Memorial Stadium uh, in Mesquite, Texas. Uh, I just can't – I cannot get enough football, man. I've got – this is week zero. So, I got to go put my eyes on this Lake Highlands team. So, uh, Aaron, are you ready for high school football season? I am. It's been a busy week getting ready for it, but I, I can't wait for it to kick off. Aaron, is Tom – what's Tom – I mean, Tom's got to call the Waco High. You know, we have that scoreboard show. Are you going to be jumping in doing some scoreboard show stuff? The scoreboard show will be hosted by myself and Lark Smith. Yes, you and Lark. And I tell you, where, wherever I end up watching games, would you and Lark like me to call in? Is that something you would enjoy? I would, actually. Okay. Yeah, feel free, feel, feel free sure to call Tom, us and give us some make, updates. Make sure Tom signs off on that, okay? I don't know. Tom, Tom may... I may worry about where <laughs> put I the am. Ki- put the, the, put the kibosh on that. <laughs> <laughs> we get enough Mosley during the week. All right. Um, I would like to. I would like you to begin the NFL music, please. At your at your soonest opportunity. Sure. I, I know I didn't give you a. No, you're good. It's you, it's right here. Okay, I didn't give you a lot of leadway on leeway on that or lead time. Um, but I'll start, and a music will just join me at some point magically. Oh, there, there. Okay, uh, now, Aaron, I want to turn it over to you here in a minute because you've got I – want, I want you to kind of talk us through this Cole Beasley situation. Two players in Buffalo, uh, Cole Beasley, one of them, looks like they're going to get fined. And, boy, if they don't watch it, they could possibly get suspended. They were seen not wearing masks. And oh, Big Brother's watching. They got cameras all over these places. Security's watching. And if they're unvaccinated and they're walking around without a mask, guess what? You can get fined. And one of these guys just got fined about $14,000 uh, by Buffalo. I think his name was McKenzie. And then uh, and then they got Cole Beasley. Now, Cole Beasley has been very upfront. He does not believe... <coughs> in being vaccinated he says everybody else can do what they want but he doesn't want to be vaccinated and he said he would wear the mask and do all that follow the protocol but he wasn't they caught him and they've sent him home now what he was saying happened Aaron, was that he was close to a uh somebody that was vaccinated that got covid uh he's tested negative cole has but he was sent home and he has to be be away i think for at least five days from the buffalo bills i would say that even though some people out there hearing this will be like, good for Cole. Cole can make his own mind up. He doesn't have to get the he get COVID. Well, that's fine, okay? And I don't get in fights about this. You don't hear me coming on every day trying to shame you into 
going to get your deal. Hey, that's what you what if that's your choice, that's your choice. I'm not going to try to tweet at you and call you out. That's not my job. I'm here to talk sports. But Beasley the the Bills have the right to do whatever they want. And they can say, "Hey, we're going to find you or we could even suspend you." There are some league rules that you could be suspended. Aaron, catch me up on this. What could happen to old Cole Buck Beasley? Obviously, the fines would increase, but um, according to the article, they could be suspended up to four games. So, uh, you we, you know, I mean, the NFL, the NFL is serious about this. They've already talked about teams, uh, you know, forfeiting games if they have an outbreak of unvaccinated players and, and can't play. They're not going to pu- push games back like they did last year. And now they're sending a message, you know, if, if you break protocol, viol- the, the protocols, if you violate them, then you're going to get fined. And, and if you continue to do it, possibly suspended. All right. And, and more on all this, uh, the Titans now have nine players and coaches out of the building because of COVID protocols. Not all of the seven players uh, on the reserve list tested positive. Um, uh, in, in that this is from Ben Arthur of the Tennessean who disputed an earlier report. The quarterback Ryan Tannehill and coach Mike Vrabel tested positive. The team previously announced. Apparently, uh, Tannehill did have um, the, the uh, vaccination. And same thing with the coach. I mean, Vrabel, the coaches have to be Vaccinated. There's no like, oh, we don't want to do that. Vaccinated individuals do not have to isolate as a high-risk close contact under NFL protocols. All right, so tight end Jeff Swaim, that used to be the Cowboys, linebacker Justin March-Lillard, running back Jeremy McNichols, linebacker Nick Drusnabar, linebacker Harold Landry, and defensive tackle Anthony Rush are, are the other Titans on the COVID-19 list. Um... Vrabel said, as far as timing perspective, we do have time. There is a very real possibility we'll have all those guys back and healthy and ready to help us win and perform. General Manager John Robinson said Thursday the Titans are now 97 to 98% vaccinated or with antibodies. All right, the preseason finale, the Titans will start. Aaron, would you like to guess? The starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, I'll give you a hint. He played at USC. Mm, I'm drawing a blank. Matt Barkley. Oh, okay. All right. And then that, that news you brought us. Oh, I wanted this one here, and I like that story you had. Fantasy football people out there, we know you're out there. I got a draft coming up next weekend. Aaron's got about three or four drafts this week. The man loves his fantasy football Aaron, if you would, bring us up to date on this uh, Eckler story. I really like that. A, a, a really talented running back, but there's a fun story involving fantasy football, and about 50% of our audience plays fantasy football. I bet if we polled them. Yeah, and and I, uh, I'm i a big Austin Eckler fan, especially in fantasy. He, you know, it always depends on how fantasy drafts go, but he was he's going to be on at least one of my teams, I'm sure. Uh, he is offering fantasy football players additional incentive for rostering him this season. If you draft him, start him in your lineup, and you win that week, post a screenshot to Instagram or Twitter 
showing your victor, showing your win, and tagging him, you will go into a drawing to win a signed Austin Eckler jersey, and he'll give out one every week during the football season. <laughs> I, that is really cool. That it's uh, it's really cool that 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 a play for a player to embrace fantasy football like that, and 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 to do something like that. It's a, yeah, it's a cool story. Yeah, since you're kind of our resident expert, even though I've been in the uh, the Art Vandalay League for many years, Aaron, you know what the Art Vandalay? You know what that means? Uh, it's a Seinfeld. It's from Seinfeld. I know that. There yeah. you go. There you go. I love it, but I mean that's one thing. I mean, I miss Stephen because Stephen's one of my my closest buddies. But you and I are from the same era, so there are no Seinfeld references lost on you. No, I've but seen that, every episode art, multiple times. Art Vandalay Industries, and we have the Art Vandalay League, and that kind of dates us for when our league was formed. I think we're on about twenty. 23, 24 years. We may be coming up on our 25th year of fantasy football. And so that shows, that tells you how old we are, but we have, we're still having a great time with it. Um, and uh, we've got the draft coming up. I did want to uh, – oh, who would you – Aaron, for our fantasy football people out there, is is McCaffrey kind of the no-brainer? Like if, if, if you're looking at running backs, and some leagues score differently – Quarterbacks can be a little more valuable in some leagues than others. Same with wide receivers. Some people reward it by the catch. Some people don't. Um, but from a running back standpoint, running backs have always been extremely valuable. Would Is it McCaffrey and then everybody else, or is there someone sort of in the conversation with McCaffrey? No, uh, McCaffrey should be the first pick in any format, even if it's a super flex, which you can start two quarterbacks, and quarterbacks are at a premium. McCafferty, it's close between McCafferty and, and Mahomes in that format, but in regular formats, McCafferty is is easily the number one pick. Now Dalvin Cook is is easily the number two pick and close, but uh, uh, McCafferty averages as good as Dalvin Cook has been and was last year in fantasy, and McCaffrey was hurt most of the season. McCafferty is about five point games five points per game better than Cook, and Cook puts up amazing numbers, so that just tells you how good McCaffrey is in fantasy. All right, I like it. I like it. Good insight there. Last thing, Cowboys, uh, Kellen Moore saying yesterday after Dak finally started throwing it around in some team drills, quote, I thought he looked great. We're fired up. We're not looking at anything from a limitation standpoint. Prescott obviously won't play Sunday against the, uh, who is it, Jacksonville. But all systems go for week one. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. All right. Uh, it is time to talk to one of my great friends and one of the great, all-time great Baylor Bears. It is time for J.J. Joe. He joins us to talk about the new quarterback for the Baylor Bears. J.J. joins us next. The Connolly Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. Terry Garrick takes over as the head coach of the Connolly Cadets. Coach, first give me an assessment of what you found when you got here. Uh, well, I've already been here for four years, so uh, first thing, I already kind of knew our kids. Uh, been around them for four years, uh, and I think that's really going to help us out down the road. Knowing the kids, knowing their families, knowing where they come from in the community. But what was crazy is we didn't have much time before the season gets started, so I had a few coaches to hire, and it happened really quick. 
Tell me about some of those new coaches you had to hire and what type of uh, assignments you've given them. I hired uh, Steve Burrow. He was at Mark the last few years, and uh, he's going to be our defensive coordinator. He used to be the athletic director, head football coach here at Conley. So I think that is an awesome hire. You know, he helps me out with a lot of the stuff, and he's a veteran. Um, great hire for us. Uh, my offensive coordinator this year is going to be Lamont Chambers. He's the ex-AD uh, head football coach at Mahia. Uh, he's going to be my offensive coordinator. So those two hires are really big, and then I brought in some other ones. Uh, Frankie Smith, originally from Grosbeck, played at Baylor, played in the NFL a little while. Uh, he'll be our outside linebackers coach. And so I was fortunate to get those three, and we had to hire a few more, and the coaches are working extremely hard, and they're getting after it. Having been here prior to taking over as the head coach, you already know the talent. Uh, have you had to tweak the offense or defense to fit the talent? Oh, we have a little bit. We have Trey Wisner. He's a special type player, but he's not going to carry the ball 30 times a game and run between the tackles. He's not that type of kid. He can do it, but he's still not that type of kid. Uh, we have the Kobe Black kid who's only a sophomore, and so he's a very talented young man. We're trying to get him the ball in some different areas. And they got a new quarterback this year, Jelani McDonald, who's going to be a junior. And he can run it and he can spin it a little bit. So we're trying to spread the ball around a little bit more, but still staying with that, that big run game that we have the last few years. ESPN Central Texas. Last Chance Bar in Belmede is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel. Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment. Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays. Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Belmede. Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco. With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hospitality. For more information and upcoming events, log on to Last Chance Bar. RTX.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. This is Jim Howler, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley have been fined for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols of not wearing a mask for unvaccinated players. 
Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman Connor Williams and safety DeMonte Kazi were added to the team's COVID-19 list. The Cowboys have five players and a defensive coordinator Dan Quinn unavailable because of the coronavirus. Three of those players are safeties. For the first time since July 27th, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott took team drills during a practice. Astros take the series over the Royals, winning 6-5. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rangers tomorrow night. Rangers lose to the Indians 7-2. Rubber match of the series tonight, 6-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. We're kicking it today, taking you till four o'clock, and getting you ready for more college footballs coming up this Saturday, and then the next weekend, the Bears are back in action, and the man who will be there calling the action, alongside his good friend John Boris, is JJ Joe, my longtime friend. My former classmate. I don't even. I don't think JJ ever saw me on campus, but we. I think we did walk the campus <laughs> together at one point. We JJ, did. Uh, it is great to have you. And um, after all this Big Twelve talk, and of course we're just hanging on by our fingernails, and we don't know what's going to happen to Baylor and all that. But at least we know there are some football games scheduled. Are you? Um, are you starting to get excited a little bit? Uh, Matt, uh, thanks for having me on, man. And I am. I mean, so much stuff is about the business of football and who gets paid for name, image, and likeness. It's, it's exciting to realize that at some point in time, you got to go out and play football and we get to enjoy it. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to having fans in the stands. Didn't think I'd ever really miss a lot of the fans. I missed some of them, but not all of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it, it, it'll be great, hopefully, to be back to some sense of normalcy. Boy, I I uh, I do think it'll feel it'll feel good. That's gonna feel hot. I mean, you'll be up there in the air conditioning <laughs> and all that. You know, That's I right. like to move a, among the people a little bit. Although if it's like up there around ninety eight, ninety five, I'll probably make an appearance in the press box. But there will be no air conditioning where we're doing that tailgate show, that pregame show. And I would always invite you to kind of run by and say hi to us. But I do know. <laughs> that you will make a beeline for that press box. Your days of being out hey, that I, heat are behind you. Hey, Matt, Matt, I do I do agree with everything you just said. That I, I am willing to stop by anytime. <laughs> but trust me, if the, if the interview or if the visit goes longer than about half an hour, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make it. Because like you said, I, I've invested enough time in what I would call sizzling Texas summer heat. That I've I've now abdicated. I I just can't take it anymore. So I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the abdication of JJ Joe. I love that. I've, I've abdicated. Go. That's I think that's what. There like, you go, man. I'm do. done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what royalty does. You are Baylor royalty. Talking to uh, JJ Joe. Uh, this is going to be really an interesting season. And I got to start with the recent news that Baylor did pick a quarterback. And uh, yes. How cool is that? that Gary Bohannon, think about that, four-star quarterback, been around for going on whatever, three, four years now, 
most quarterbacks that are any kind of like four-star or, or come with, with a lot of excitement around them, well, if they don't get to start after a year or two, they are long gone. This is not like it was right. when you were playing, J.J. You, you guys used to be a little more. Now, you got to play pretty early, but most guys used to have to wait till their junior year. Um, I think it says a lot about Bohannon. Um, but, but, you know, about his character and all that kind of thing. But what do you, you've watched his development. We know he can run. We know he's a, a physical, I mean, he's a, an impressive looking guy. Um, how have you seen him develop and, and, and do you feel like he's ready for this opportunity? You know, uh, Matt, that's, I mean, you are right about waiting. I mean, if we think about it, I remember when I got there, I mean, I was, I was expecting to wait for two years minimum and get a chance my third year. It was interesting when Browse was there. You know, those guys, all those guys except for like RG three waited, but now it's different. And uh, I am proud of Gary because, uh, like you say, he came out small school, but highly recruited quarterback. We beat Arkansas. I think Arkansas was the the last uh, uh, school we had to to hurdle. He chose Baylor, and you know, it's it's been. I think I think for him, it's been a, it's been different. He's a hard worker, dedicated young man, uh, and and he stuck it out. And I think, like I said, it was a question, I think, if Gary was going to come back. And for him, I think if you look back at it, he was just he was just a runner. I remember first seeing him, I think, maybe a second year he started getting a little action. Yeah. Uh, wasn't comfortable at all throwing the ball. Uh, but now I went to the spring game, saw him play. He looked most comfortable out of each of the quarterbacks, even Zeno. Uh, and I, I said, well, man, he was most productive. And. I think what happened here this this uh, during camp and and during uh, during the fall, I think I think coaches have looked at it and said, I believe he's the one we trust the most, and he's the one that's paid his dues, and he's going to get a big opportunity. So I'm happy. Yeah, and and now how do you see this as you try to study this wide nine offense, and uh, obviously <laughs> the coach arriving, uh, Coach Grimes from BYU. How do you kind of envision this? I mean, because they're going to need to make this quarterback friendly. And, again, he's going to hopefully get more and more confidence the more reps he gets, but they need to get him comfortable. And hopefully there's some games to get him comfortable. How do you, how do you kind of see this? Because, as you know, uh, J.J., they've got, to, they've got to be better in the run game for this guy to be effective. If, if it's like it was last year in the run game, they, nobody has a shot. Yeah, and you and you're right. I think that's another reason. Coach Aranda, I, I believe he's looking at it and you know, when you have an elite defense, you know, you sometimes may change your philosophy unless you just have, you know, uh uh RG three at quarterback and you know, and, and, and Kendall Wright at receiver. Uh so I think this year, I think part of the, the choice of Bohannon is twofold. One, he has I think he can be an elite runner. Uh, and I'm, that's not to say he's just a runner, but I think he can be an elite runner. He's six three. He's two probably twenty five. He's solid. He take a little bit of the physicality. He, I, I think Gary. I just it looks like he is more apt to protect the ball. He he doesn't. I hadn't, I've never seen him put the ball at risk. Now, he hadn't played a lot, but it seems it seems like when I've seen him play, Matt. If he if it doesn't seem clear to him, if he's not if it's not defined and he sees the guy and the opportunity to throw the ball, mm-hmm. he'll pull it down and run it. And I think coach is looking at it like, hey, I want to end every 
possession with the kick. And I want the guy who I believe at this point is probably the most mature, the most ready, but yet the one that's probably going to protect the ball. And then we're going to play a lead defense. So, um, you know, this offense, it's, you know, like I said, I've watched a lot of B- old BYU t- tape to kind of, I'm sorry, I say tape, I'm old, but video <laughs> to kind of see what the difference is. And the, the challenging thing with the last year, Matt, is that, you know, they had Zach, I think it was Zach Wilson that's the Jets yeah. quarterback now. Is that was it? That's okay. Yeah. When you right. have a young man like that, it's 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 hard to really evaluate the offense because he's so special, and he does a lot of stuff where you're just thinking like, okay, was that part of the scheme, or was that part of him being special, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so in the run game, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Coach uh, is able to take it. Coach Grimes is able to take advantage of our linemen. I think there was a scheme mismatch last year, and I'm hoping that they've, they've, they've figured that out, and, and this scheme will match our guys better. J.J. Joe joining us, ESP in Central Texas. J.J., it's kind of like you. We used to compare poor Jeff Watson to you, and it didn't, you know, that was not a good comparison. And then Jermaine Alfred, we thought, oh, man, Jermaine Alfred. I mean, got good size. Maybe this guy will throw it like J.J., and they just didn't have what you had. But uh, – See, if you just come on with me, I'll brag on you a little bit. Don't you like that? I appreciate that, man. You're my, I'm going to hire you. <laughs> we got to bring man, back man. the. We got to bring back that play that you and Melvin used to run. The option. I mean, I, I would hey, like work. to. Yeah, it would work. I, I it would always freeze. Now, who would that? You and I've been through this before, but when when you would kind of fake that you might run the option. So who would be back there in the backfield with you? I'm just trying to think who was pl- who was even playing. Oh well, hey, was Robert well, or somebody? You know, well, or? Of course we. Yeah, well, we in the backfield. You'd have Robert Strait. Okay. Or yeah. you'd have my friend John Henry, or even uh, Bradford Lewis. All those two guys are Central okay. Texas guys. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd have as a tailback. We have David David Mims. David Mims was my roommate. Oh yeah. Uh, old old uh, David out of Dangerfield. Uh, yeah. He's related to, yeah. of course. Um, uh, you know, um, Denzel, Denzel, thank you, Denzel. Yeah. So, so we'd run that little option, man, fake it into the line. It's really, if you look at what they do now, a lot of the teams when they do the zone read, and they, yeah. they do the uh, the they have an option to throw it off that. We would do the same thing, but it would be on the line, and we're looking to get vertical. So, so it's it's just a different way to skin the cat. But yeah. hey, man, it's effective if you can run it. Yeah, they always bit. It's amazing. You know, they had it on film. I mean, you guys were doing it like on a weekly basis, and you'd still look out there, and Melvin would be rutted. I guess, I guess you're, the only thing you needed to do was just not overthrow him, just kind of hang that thing up there. Boy, you threw a pretty deep ball. But that was the key, wasn't well, it? Was it? Hard. Yeah. yeah, it was hard to overthrow him, Matt. I mean, you know, Melvin, <laughs> the funny thing about Melvin, Matt, is he reminds me a little bit of Denzel, that Melvin, when he starts running, he doesn't look like he's running that fast, but his strides were yeah. so long that by the time he got even with the DB, you knew he was leaving, you know? I mean, even yeah. if he got within a yard or two of the DB, you knew he was going to pass him, uh, but it, it worked well. Yeah, yeah, boy. When in in I'd be up in the stands, of course, in my Baylor whatever that gear, you know, the uh, Baylor line, and I'd see that thing develop. And we were in the Astrodome that time, and I think y'all put one on them. And oh man, that was you talk about a thing of beauty. That was a lot of fun. Now let me ask you this: these um, I'll take us back to to, to current day. These receivers, yeah. 
I don't know what happened last year. I mean, I obviously the whole thing was a mess and COVID. We can blame a lot of stuff, but but Taekwon, you know, was two years ago was a big time player. I mean, he was going to be in our minds the next Denzel. I mean, he was barely even noticeable last year. I mean, Charlie was still out there, so I mean, it's not like we didn't have some of the same personnel. R.J. Sneed's a gamer. I mean, he's not really a game-breaker, but the guy makes great catches, and, and I think he's a very right. trustworthy kind of guy. Fleeks, two years ago, kind of a game-breaker type mentality. You know, he had that. I, I'm just, you know, part of me thinks, dang, we got some pretty good receivers. But the problem is I, I, I keep thinking back to two years ago. They, they didn't look right. like much last year. And I, I don't know, what do you make of this receiving core? And, and how much do you attribute last year – to just the deficiency, the offensive line, just the whole mess of, of for whatever reason, this O coordinator not working last year. Yeah, I just think it was, it was number one, we didn't run the ball. When you don't run the ball or can't run the ball, it is hard to throw it. It's hard to pass the ball. Uh, so I believe that was part of it. And then the other thing was, I'll be frank with you, I mean, we just didn't block well. And I yeah. also, as I mentioned earlier, I think part of it was, a scheme fit, and I think part of it was COVID. It was just a perfect storm with Coach Aranda's first year. And that made the receivers, I think, in a sense, uh, look really ordinary. R.J. Sneed had some special moments, but I really missed Tyquan. I thought I, I really thought Tyquan would have a special year. Uh, but the scheme to me sometimes, Matt, was com- it was compressed. Everybody started compressing us. And because we couldn't run the ball, uh, and and we we weren't holding people in the in, in for pass blocking that well, but blocking people well, nobody feared us going by him. So that really hurts Taekwon. If, if Taekwon, yeah. if his if the guy covering him does not think he'll run by him, then Taekwon's going to really struggle. He's a small guy. So I like yeah. Taekwon. I like RJ. I really like like Josh Flakes. I like Tristan Ebner coming out of the backfield. We just got to find the way, Coach Jeff Grimes and. Just need to find a way to court, scheme those guys into the play. I mean, scheme those guys into each game because we have game breakers. Uh, and I think you just got to find a way to get them the ball. Well, J.J., you are a game breaker, and um, it's always fun having you on. We've come to the end of the program, sadly. Uh, we, hey. I wish we could just keep this going, but uh, <laughs> let's, let's do this again soon, okay? Hey, we'll do, my man. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, J.J. Joe, Baylor legend, Man with a big-time arm, big-time right arm. And Grant Grant didn't make him wait. Grant said, get on out there and let's go play and let's go beat the Aggies. Let's go make hay. And, uh, and J.J. rewarded him for that, became one of the greatest Baylor quarterbacks of all time and proud to know him, proud to be a friend of his. Okay, uh, that is the Matt Mosley Show. Tommy Barfield is coming up next. Tom's got a lot of stuff planned today. I'm looking forward to that, and uh, we will have uh, a week from Saturday. Tom and I will be out in San Marcos getting ready for Baylor at Texas State. Okay, game time coming up next. Good night. This September, Baylor Bear football is back. Slipping one man. It's Sneed. He's into the end zone. Wow, what a move. He's pressured, and he's down. He's got Abner for a touchdown. The 2021 season kicks off Saturday, September 4th, as Baylor hits the road against Texas State. Our coverage begins at 4 on your home for Bears football, ESPN Central Texas.
Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while there may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for 